Hi, I'm Anka and you're listening to Chill Conversations uh, with me on Spotify. And today I'm joined by Jaydeka. Did I say it right? Yeah, Jaydeka, but flat cap or flat cap wraps, you know, that's that, that, that's absolutely fine. Whatever people want to call me, to be honest. On, on streaming platforms, I'm under Jaydeka, so yeah. Okay, that's good. So tell us a little bit about yourself because you know best than me so <laughs> i give you the, yeah. the yeah yeah so i'm so i'm an alternative rapper um i'm uh based in west london uh originally from west yorkshire so north in the country um i started kind of rapping in like february to be honest so quite soon like i've always been able to rap in terms of like rapping along to songs but this is probably you know i kind of um i kind of uh I'd been journaling in the past with my mental health and I found that like particularly useful um, in terms of getting my thoughts down and my ideas down and then I'd been doing that for like a year and a half and then um, I think I just got to a stage where I wanted to repurpose it into some form of art or poetry uh, and then I just started writing and I'm you know a huge fan of rap music kind of just stayed I was kind of at first it was kind of rap slash comedy but then I was like okay I'm just going to do rap and then just make like part of it funny or ironic or particularly my early stuff is very uh I guess like more comical ironic and then I want to move on to like more kind of conscious serious subject matter later on um but yeah where uh, you can't won't be able to see because it's an audio not a video but I wear a flat cap so Jared Aker also flat cap wrapped um uh and yeah uh, that's that's basically it that's nice. It's interesting because I always find it interesting where people are coming from and how we all find each other in London through art, through all sorts of stuff. So um, can we say that you use uh, art as a form of uh, the mental health to help you? Like, Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I'd, so I'd had therapy in the past and I'd found that really useful. Uh, I managed to sort that through my work options, luckily. Um, but um, yeah, like I found therapy really useful and it, I think I just kind of like going through that process, I kind of recognised like the environment that I was in um, when I was younger and kind of growing up and, you know, various traumas that might happen and they can happen to anyone, to be honest. Like I watched a really insightful interview yesterday from Deli Ali, who's a football player who's been through quite a lot of um, trauma in his early childhood. So it's good to speak out. And I think um, I was just kind of recognised that like, I was just in a massive bubble and I'd really in London kind of distancing myself from the past. I've been in London for like a year now, but when I first got here, like I tried to just kind of do my own thing and think about what I want to do. And I'd kind of been steered in the finance direction, but I kind of just got more into the art and I guess rapping and writing and, you know, other things kind of at the start of this year. And I just fell in love with it, to be honest. I just wanted to make something out of it, really. Well, I think that's beautiful when people in general, but mainly men, talk about mental health because we all know the culture of men need to be strong. You need to behave a certain way and not showing emotions and stuff like that. Or at least that's how it is in Romania because I'm, I'm from Romania. So there you have that uh, male role model that is always strong. But I find it beautiful when men actually express themselves and they can sit down and have a conversation and not just punch the table you know like in rage <laughs> and that that's nice you see it helped you discover yourself somehow and and see other faces of yourself if we can say so yeah yeah definitely um i think i i kind of just tried to get on with it for a lot of time i kind of recognized i had an anxiety problem maybe when I was like 18 just because of symptoms I was experiencing but it took me a few years to actually like okay I should try and get some help with this or like you know you kind of I kind of went through but you kind of just blame it on things in your life like oh it's because of this group of friends or this person or this circumstance or this substance and then after so long it's like well maybe like it's the way I think and how I you learn like it's how you know, people are conditioned to behave on their upbringing and their environment, and it doesn't have to be the same. Like, um, you know, I, I was, a few years ago, I was just like, oh, I'm just an anxious person. I have panic attacks every now and then. Like, that's just who I am. But it doesn't have to, 
like be like that it's difficult doing the work but you can you can change it to be honest like step by step and i'm um I'm I'm in a very good place now. I still have symptoms related to the mental disorder I have, but I learned to, you know, manage those through medication and meditation and other useful practices. So yeah, it's really, really important for men because even from Yorkshire, like it's the same type of thing. You know, guys going down the pub, like oh, um, you know, like um, just you know, don't show any emotion. Uh, typical. W- w- with the wife or do you know what I mean like it's just a bog standard life and there's so much more to life than like people are conditioned just to be in such a box do you know what I mean um or across like so many cultures and it's I've definitely like tried to come out of that um like like the bubble that I was kind of raised in I think that's powerful in the same time because not many make that choice and not not a lot of people put themselves through it like like you said it's much easier to blame something but we are happy you did it therapy and you know it's it doesn't change your life like overnight but it helps you learn how to manage your emotions and how to help you so for anybody out there who feels like they should try it we give a thumbs up isn't it (laughs) go for it yeah 100 percent loads of great options on the NHS and even where you work there might be some options you can do or even on the NHS or whatever so yeah 100 there's loads of like charities and support lines out there so definitely recommend you know these these people are here to help um yeah I agree with you but now tell me how was it the first time when you went on stage like were you nervous what brought you there because I know most of the times it happens by chance you don't really plan it like I didn't really plan it but you know tell us how it was for you yeah so um I'd stage presence is something that comes quite naturally to me in terms of like I don't really get that nervous on stage I get I get nervous if I don't know my lyrics and I think at the start because I also perform with a band where I'm learning like covers and I guess as I, I was I was developing my own lyrics and verses, um, you know, it, it's kind of just having resilience where if you like fudge a bit of it, um, then you need to just like, okay, it's done now. You just need to crack on with the next song or just focus on the set. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I'd been writing for like maybe like a week and a half. Uh, and then it, it, it was just writing, to be honest, at the start. It was just lyrics and like ideas. And it wasn't even in like songs. And then I was like, Oh, do you know what? I might go to an open mic. And I was, I'd booked this, I'd booked the mixer actually back in March, but it wasn't for another two weeks. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's anything in the meantime. So there's this great open mic for rappers called uh, Rappers Delight, which is in Kingston at Ram Jam Records. Um, So I went there and um, there was, so uh, shout out Half Decent, who's a great producer slash rapper. He was hosting the night and there was, some really good performances from um, HQ uh, and other uh, performers as well. But like, I, I literally turned up and I was like, okay, I, I'm going to do, I picked two packs California Love Beat and Eminem's My Name Is Beat. And I was like, I'm just going to do some of the lyrics that I've wrote over these beats. And um, to be honest, when I got there, I wasn't really expecting to perform. I was just more there to watch, to like take it in. But then like, I think going through therapy and change and stuff I kind of got in the habit of just like you know just go for it like when you really like thinking about something like oh should I should I not just do it like just go for it when it comes into your head just and I've had a habit of being impulsive in the past and I like I, I thought about yeah you weigh it all, all but just not overthinking it so I signed up and then I did it and um like it, it went all right like I wasn't like people because I was going up there thinking oh yeah I'm starting rapping like I'm going to be like Eminem like yeah and then um because I do I've got this song called my uh uh never got any matches and it's about being single on dating apps that's very much like a comedy type song which is coming on my EP um it's very, it's very much coming up on my EP um and um that's all right um and uh yeah so basically when 
and, and then I got on stage and I was doing the lyrics and I was like, oh, people might be really impressed with this. Um, and obviously people were laughing because the nature of the lyrics is like, you know, Tinder, I never put it in there and Bumble, I never got a buzz and stuff. And I probably wasn't like ready for how people were going to react to it because I was kind of like in my head, because obviously you start, you think like you're sick, you kind of expect people saying, oh, wow, like you're amazing, you're amazing. But people were like, oh, that was hilarious, mate. Like you really made me laugh. And then I was thinking like, okay, well, do I want to do more comedy then? So in the first few weeks, like it was definitely rap slash comedy. Um, but overall, I guess on my first stage, you know, experience, like I was fine on stage, but it was just more, I was just kind of learning really. Do you know what I mean? Like learning, um, just practicing. Um, but I think within a few weeks, I was definitely comfortable being on stage because I tried to, you know, get regular practice. That's nice. Yeah, my first event that I went to, I actually just watched. I, mm. But you know that moment when you sit down, you hear the poems, you appreciate the art and the artist. But you think like, if they can do it, I can do it as well. Like, why am I sitting down? And I yeah. did it because back in Romania, I used, to, I used to do poetry as well. But I just found it that here, having the kids and having such a big up of me not being actually me, if it makes sense, was a lot... To, to just step into into that role again. But I'm I'm glad you did it, you see? It brought you to the mixer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and got us here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um so yeah. Um but you just gotta keep taking that next step. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's just getting on stage and then you know you get a bit of feedback and then like, later on I actually got my own beat. So you actually perform songs that are original but um I, I remember just going in there and then half decent started rapping and he's a very technically good rapper and I was just like why am I even doing this I should just quit do you know what I mean I was literally just like oh my god but um you know it's not because the guys there were very good at like fast rapping and you know when I met um kind of Jason who's part of Funky Nature who like performed within the band it kind of became apparent that it's not about necessarily how fast you can rap, you know, it's like timing and a few other things. And um, like, uh, you know, you, you you kind of broaden your perspective of rap and performing as you get more into it. So um, it was definitely an interesting start, but you just got to, it, it, it's the most difficult in those first few weeks when you're making connections and you're turning up to places and you don't know anyone, but I'm so glad I did because, I go Ram Jam now and I'm like a regular and, you know, you can just sit and chat with people. And even like just being comfortable, like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, it was a really uh, useful experience, actually. That's true. I agree with it. Because sometimes we need to take risks. If we don't, then what we're doing with our lives, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But you mentioned uh, Eminem and Tupac. So I'm wondering what other artists inspired you or who were you listening to when you were young? Yeah, so there's, I mean, when I was the first artist I heard really that I really liked was Kanye when like, you know, Stronger came out and I was like, um, just listening to that and like loving it. Um, and I, yeah, I just really liked the beats and like the production and then obviously lyrics as well. And I was only young, so I didn't like fully understand it, but um, like I really liked just listening to it and then you know, I got into like Eminem um, as I kind of got older. My top five really a bit, and in no particular order, I'd say. I, so like Kanye, Eminem, Drake. I got into Drake later on, mainly probably like 2015, 16. Because um, I think at first he was very R&B and then kind of started doing a few more rap things, like mainly when he dropped the 2015 tape. That was quite big. Um, and then Travis Scott, I was like seeing Travis Scott live, crazy performance, like when Birds in the Trap sang McKnight came out, I was just like obsessed with the album and like how it sounded. Because even before I actually started making music myself, I didn't really care about the lyrics, which is weird because my biggest offering is probably conscious lyrical matter. Exactly. But it was more, I know, I know, but it was more like just how it sounded. It just sounded good and he kind of, started a wave and inspired a new wave of, of artists, I think, in terms of auto-tune and using that. Um, and then from the UK, probably Skepta, to be honest. Like, um, I come from a middle-class background and uh, 
like I was just banging Skepta at my school and everyone was just taking the piss like in the countryside where you know you're not close to that urban lifestyle and everyone was just like oh, I can't believe you listen to Skepta and it's not like a joke or a piss take or anything like you actually like him and I was like no no like this is energy like when shutdown came out and when it was popping I was like yeah I love it um and yeah, that, and I'm definitely more into American music, but yeah, Skepta from the UK definitely got to be in top five. Um, but in terms of, I guess, influences in my music, I'd probably say mainly Eminem. Like, I kind of dug back into Eminem's discography towards the back end of last year, just before I started myself, and listening to songs like Role Model and White America, like in terms of the word patterns on role model and some of the rhyming schemes and then on white america about like the meanings on the and the wider kind of view and that was something i really wanted to and it was just something i really liked and then when i because i because I, I remember just learning the lyrics and i was like oh i can i can rap I mean, like just fine but and then i think it was just a few things that happened which eventually made me start doing my own stuff um, like just you know you obviously everyone's got a bit of a gift that they can have a rap or sing or do something to an extent and then it's like okay, I actually want to start developing that myself type thing I see should we play your first song then yes so we get the feel of what you're doing I mean the ones who didn't hear you yet yes let's do it get it on would you like to introduce the song I will say the name and you give us a line or two about the song should we do it yeah. like that go for it Okay, so the first song from you is Where Do You Think I Come From? Banger. Yes, at least this I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> and now tell us uh, what's the song about? No, I won't. I won't. Um, so I think yeah, you'll, you'll probably know why it's called Where Do You Think I Come From once it starts playing. Um, but um, yeah, it's like a rock rap tune. Um, these were kind of the first verses and lyrics that I wrote. Um, and like I remember, that I think that I've developed my flows and stuff since, so the flows are quite, you know, consistent. And um, uh, it's weird because when you hear a beat, you can't rewrite it. But I just really like the beat, like the beat's insane, produced by Jason of Funky Nature, um, and uh, also by other collaborators who are, you know, mentioned in the song. But that's out now. It's a rock rap tune about just, you know, it's kind of questioning where do you think Jardaker comes from? Like, you know, this isn't typical. This isn't your typical rap. This is like a whole new thing that I'm trying to inspire and do. So, like, it's, it's a good intro track, if you like, um, to, my, to myself as an artist. So, yeah. Let's hear it, Alisa. Yeah. Jardaker. Listen. Hold on, if you let me overthink this I never knew that fear and worry was a symptom In the past, I write and I write Now I take a step back to reflect on life I wasn't told that I'd been through the pain and strife Just told that the sacrifice for a better life And you can stick some air close in that sentence Cause he's hard working options, so I pretend Where do you think I come from? Where do you think I come from? Huh? You know I said where do you? Huh? You know I said where do you? Where do you think? Where do you think I come from? Huh? You know I said where dear? Huh? You know I said where dear? And you rapping about the guns and the streets while dickhead I be counting my steps in my sleep. And you rapping about the drugs and the fame while dickhead I be showing these people my pain. And I know you've got a flight to catch. How you gonna do that shit to the environment, man? When you live in the inner city, but dickhead, I come from the country. And you know I don't get the block due to nature it never stops it goes from a thing to a thing my mood swings and roundabouts can you make it stop due to my brain nature it's electric round the track like a sail etrix i kick cats to take a break i learned that from my good old sister kate where do you think i come from where do you think i come from huh you know i said where dear huh you know i said where dear where do you think i come from where do you think I come from? Huh? You know I said where dear? Huh? You know I said where dear? I come from the country. 
come from? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Where do you think I come from? Where do you think I come from? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Where do you think I come from? Where do you think I come from? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Where do you think I come from? Where do you think I come from? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Huh? You know I said, where do you? Very interesting uh, tune, must I add. Thank <laughs> you. Because I know it. <laughs> yes, that would be good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have an interview if I wouldn't research you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I need to be prepared. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, if it is to do a top, you know, like you just did before our song, uh, before your song, sorry. <laughs> I'm not taking credit for the song. I uh, know, <laughs> feature. Anka's getting featured on it. I mean, you know. But I'm more of a romantic, so I don't know. Because you make fun of me. I'm there crying in a corner. I don't know what we're doing in a song. <laughs> um, who would you say, I mean, who are your top, let's say, three uh, artists that you would like to collaborate with? We can go first USA and then we do UK or, you know, mix and match, however you feel like. Yeah, um, I'd like to do... I'd like to do, I guess, a song with Eminem about like society, um, like because I'd want it to be Eminem, but I'd want it to be not so much like um, where this is on the flows or like how well he can rap and stuff or like rap God. It's just more like kind of white America, like sing, like in terms of the lyrical content, it's like addressing kind of how things are. And I'd love to just like kind of. Um, just like rip a hole in Pete, like rip the blindfold off people's eyes with Eminem on the tune about something, that'd be pretty special. Um, and then I guess from the UK, so so, so first of all, and so since I've been doing music, uh, you know, I try to send my songs to places and I've been compared to a rapper called Braintax, who um, he was active maybe like 15 years ago. I think he's from West Yorkshire originally, but I listened to some of his lyrics and um, it's kind of the same. He's got a song about um, kind of like smoking weed or the struggles with smoking weed. And I, like, I'm, I'm kind of sober and I have been since I started making music. And um, I kind of do like alternate things in terms of, you know, drugs and, and weed and, and the effect it can have. Um, and he kind of has an ironic song about weed, which I thought was interesting. And, you know, when I was sending it to places, he was like, oh, you're quite similar to this guy called Brain Tax. So, but um, he made like a few albums in the mid 2000s. And then I think he's been retired since like 2008. So I'd love to bring Brain Tax out of um, retirement and we can do a tune together. Yorkshire, Leeds, past and present and um, shell it together. Um, and then I guess... I guess I'd also love to do just a track produced by Kanye, like in just, just a rap on a Kanye beat, um, where it's even got that like pusher T type, like Daytona type beat. Um, yeah, like that'd be special. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I, I want to be versatile and I like rapping on lots of different types of beats. Like I've got a rock rap tune out and then a garage tune. And, you know, um, I, I, I want to kind of adapt myself to different beats, to be honest. I don't want to be in one lane. So, yeah. I think that sounds nice. It would be interesting. But have you actually researched uh, the guy from you were talking about, Brain Tax? Have you researched him? I couldn't like find I get like, his Instagram. Oh, I was looking on his Wikipedia. I was like, he was signed with this record label. He's like off the grid now. Maybe he settled somewhere, just like, you know, just... Um, enough. He's like, I'm with my yeah. somewhere. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but I'd love, I mean, I'd love to, I don't know, maybe just get him out of retirement and have, even if I have a chat with him because um, I listened to a few of his tunes and I, they, they were really relatable actually um, first person I'd heard where I was like wow this is uh, quite similar to what I'm trying to do actually so yeah that's interesting I think you should put more work into it and maybe who knows maybe you'll be lucky and actually yeah. 
I'm here I'll to keep, help. I'll keep shouting him out in interviews and then why does this guy keep bringing up your past life and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Well, I was a journalist before, so if you if you need any help, I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> we can find him. <laughs> yeah, we'll find him. Yeah. Find the, the manhunt. The manhunt's underway. Um, how is your process of, of writing going? Because I know some people, I mean, everybody has a different process. Do you actually work on your lyrics? Do you need a special mood when you when you write something? Like, how does that go? Yeah, so it's kind of changed over time. When I first started, um, I was, so I used to do journal, obviously. So I kind of switched to journaling from just writing passages and it would be just like an eight bar or um like a 12 bar or whatever just fit on the diary just kind of what comes into my head and and how it flows um and at first I kind of wrote hooks like that as well but then I think as I got more experienced I kind of realized that hooks are more in the moment type you know how does it sound and you want to make it catchy and stuff so I mainly just use that for like sets of verses um and then I started so then I was like okay I want to do sets of verses around a particular topic um and that's how, you know, I started to generate some more songs from there and kind of concepts. Um, and then, like, I'd wrote some of, like, 40 songs, or not, like, completed songs, but, like, 40 sets of verses around topics or song ideas. And then I was just like, I, you know, there's no point in me just continuously doing this because I'm just going to burn myself out. Um, like, I've, you know, I, I kind of want to write when I need to write because I because I was kind of like oh I'm gonna get all this stuff out of there right now but there's so much more to releasing in terms of like you know uh, getting you know teasing the song getting it for pre-save releasing it um promoting it maybe even doing a music video if there's a concept there so like um yeah so you you know I've kind of got that in the backlog now um and I, I just I think at a stage now, I'm just more thinking of like concepts for future projects and song ideas um, in my disc discography and what I might want to touch and like what order I might want to touch it on. So, but to be honest, I'm only, I only want to invest money in kind of what I'm doing now and then what I'm doing next because, you know, you could just spend so much money on so many different things. So I just want to, you know, focus on one thing at a time and just take it a step at a time. That makes sense. I mean, it's better to be organized. As artists, we are not really organized. I, I talk for myself. It's the way I write, I write it down and that's it. Even the, you're not the last mixer, but I've, I've been to the last one for, for this month, for July. Yeah. And, um, I remember someone asked me like, oh my God, how long did it take you to write the poem? And my friend was next to me. She was like, yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> she just yeah. took it out and she came on the stage with it. But I think it, it takes a lot of discipline to work the way you work and I just put everything out at once because that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, let yeah. me see, but no. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to just, yeah, you do have to be disciplined. I'm trying to just like take it step by step and bit by bit and just give people a bit of a time really. Um, so, yeah, but oh, what was going to say? Um, it's gone, it's gone. It'll come back. It's okay. What would you say is the biggest challenge you had, like up to now? Or I think it's probably just the experience. Like um, what I was going to say was, I'm a project manager by trade in terms of you know what I've studied and stuff. So it's like it, there's definitely useful skills there in terms of music and being organised. And like even you know the guy in the band that I work with, he was like, "Wow, you're so like prompt. This is amazing." And I'm just like can like I, you don't reward people at work for being prompt do you know what I mean like as part of the job do you know what I mean um and so yeah I think in music obviously it's more of like a creative type um less pressure on certain things and I think as you get into music you realize that it's not all about the ability and it, it's not really about the ability because like you know there are the, you go to open mics and you see extremely talented rappers but for whatever reason um like they they aren't as big as other rappers and then that could be for a whole host of things like maybe that's how they want to be they're in this settled family situation or it's just that you know they didn't meet that person or get that opportunity because 
I think from when you're outside music, you think, wow, these people in the mainstream are like the most talented at what they do. And you realize that, okay, actually, you know, if you take the branding and the promotion away, then we're all just artists, aren't we? We're all just artists looking for a platform. So um, I think uh, that was quite eye-opening. Um, and I've forgotten your question, original question. So what's, what's the biggest challenge that you uh, have now? Yeah, so the experience stuff, I'd say, like, obviously, it's weird, because I, growing up, I was like, oh, I'm the least creative person ever, like, I'm, you know, did accounting, like, I'm literally just the finance maths guy, and I got mates that sing, and like, I've got a mate that's a singer, you know, he's been to Royal Conservatory of Scotland to do acting, and, like, I just thought we were two completely different people, and then, like, um, you know, kind of getting into it now, it's like, uh, okay, I'm, I want to be in this space, but there's a lot to learn. So probably the experience stuff, but I'm, I think I'm a quick learner and I'm, you know, I kind of, um, sometimes there's a bit of resistance uh, when learning things, you're like, oh, well, do I need to do that? But it's like, even, because um, I, weirdly, and I try to be quite active on social media now, but I was off social media for like a year and a half before returning as flat cap wraps if you like on the on the handle um but because i would like for my personal life i was just like i don't need this like i don't want to see what people are doing i don't really care i just want to focus on the here and now and then you know you can use texts and messages to communicate to meet people in real life but then as we're starting out i was like yeah i'll throw my stuff on spotify and like you know people will just find it like and it spreads through word of mouth and then the guy in the band was just a bit like yeah like you're you're making it very difficult for yourself not having social media so i quickly bit the bullet on stuff do you know what i mean and is it you you have to like so i was very much because the thing is i'd started writing lyrics as well like um yeah like uh not off the scale, not on the gram and stuff. And I had to reword it to like, oh, not sure about the scale, not sure about the gram, do you know what I mean? So just try to <laughs> reword stuff. Just like, um, as, you know, you have, to, you have to be open to embracing things and opportunities, I think. And that's something I am. But um, yeah, because I, given the stuff I went through in the past, like I don't really have an ego, to be honest. My ego was kind of very negative, if anything. Like I really didn't like myself. So I'm very adaptable to change in terms of what I think and perspectives and stuff. So I was happy to take social media on, but it's purely from an artistic point of view. Like it doesn't represent my personal life at all. And that's something that I wouldn't want. I don't think can ever be encompassed in a profile. That's true, because it's, it's just a few pictures. You can't you can't really know someone, isn't it? By, yeah, by a few pictures. Even though as artists, I think um, no matter how how can I put it no matter how funny your your lyrics are they still a seed of truth in them so I feel like once you write and once you go on the stage you basically show yourself like show the, the way you think and it may not be a hundred percent but that represents you the essence yeah. of you so I think it's a very courageous thing that we do just step on the stage and you just say those lyrics yeah but we go through a process, like you said, writing them and sitting with, with the emotions, with everything that brought us there. So I think I think we are doing a lot, but we just don't give ourselves credit for it. 100%, yeah. Um, not in the world we live in, not everybody is an artist. Do you know what I mean, I think, I think it's about motivation, isn't it? Like not everyone feels motivated to create. Like if, I, if I'd had a past where the world that we lived in favoured me a lot better um, in terms of my mental health and traumas and stuff, then maybe I wouldn't feel the need to create because why would I create when uh, my life, like I'm happy with my life, do you know what I mean? Oh, so it's like, it's always, you you, you want to take something and make something of it, isn't it? So I actually had a conversation with uh, one of my friends. We are trying to actually have um, sort of an open mic, but to incorporate visual arts and have an exhibition and an open mic in the same time and we were wondering like we looked at ourselves we have this drive to create something to do something together and funny enough his uh, instagram is creative fred if you want to check him out if you need him for any kind of design shout him out he's more than happy to do it um 
and we we actually understood that this drive to create kind of keeps us young for longer if it makes sense like we don't feel even me i don't feel that big gap with with my kids for example because i'm into not really just social media but you are into everything that comes out being music being movies you always have your antennas up and trying to to pick ideas even without doing it on purpose you are there you are present more in here and now than like you said to have a a set family the, the typical family and you just go to work you come home and you do the, the usual stuff but i think kudos to us yeah yeah 100 it's about being playful isn't it like because i in the environment i was in i never really got that do you know what i mean it, there was always kind of a clear objective in terms of I need to do this or my life's going to be a failure type thing in terms of how I was steered in the past. And then like, you know, you never, you never really got that chance to play or do something or it's like, it's more kind of it, it being, it is kind of making up for lost time in a sense, in terms of creating and you're trying to kind of go back into playful or create something which prevents it in the future. Um, so, yeah since I was very young, like I knew I'm not following the path. So I think that makes it easier somehow, but we still live with the trauma. We still live with the, I didn't follow the standards. I walked on another path. Yeah. I, I think it's a beautiful journey. Like mm. not people have the, the guts to do it. So 100%. Well. particularly because, you know, only society in the world we live in only suits some people do you know what i mean we're not we don't live in a completely fulfilled world there's infinite problems and you can't spend your life worrying about that but you can always try and change something to make things better um but definitely let me know about the open mic by the way i'd love to jump on uh yeah we are just trying to figure out if it will happen august or september because we want it to be you know properly organized but that doesn't mean i won't come at the mixer anymore i'm still there <laughs> Yeah, you're the competition now. We're going to put them out of business. Oh, no. No way. <laughs> we want to offer something else. But I think the crowd at the mixer is really nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It would good. be nice I mean, if the guys from the mixer would come to, to join us. Like, yeah. You know, there's space for everyone. 100%, yeah. Talking about projects, uh, what are your next projects? So I've got, so I'm releasing a series of singles over the summer um called uh, uh well they're not it's not really called anything to be honest it's um it's a series of singles i did with um an electronic music producer called mark um so um and he spells it m-a-i-r-k because he's welsh and um, there's some welsh references in like the kind of um uh like the the the, the music and the vocal patterns particularly on tell me which i think will probably spin later in the podcast um but yeah so tell me is out now which is like a garage type tune and then uh so i haven't formally announced this yet uh but so I'll, I'll be doing a post but um the next one's coming out at the start of august i think it's the 4th of august we've got it penned in for so that's called um can't be without you and that's more of like an 80s type like synthwave beat i don't really know how to describe it it's very like weekend vibes um I don't sing like the weekend on it, just spoiler alert, but um, the beat might be good for the weekend, uh, potentially. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably get his feature on there soon uh, as a remix, maybe. Um, and then we've got like more of a techno type track coming in September. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that because I wanted, I, don't know, I, I was going to focus on my solo stuff and then I was like, well, we've, I've done these three dance tunes. It might be good to drop them over the summer just because, you know, the weather's nice, people are out, a bit dancey, and also good to get just a bit more meat on my artist profile before releasing more solo stuff. Um, but then once those are done, kind of later in the year, I'm looking to drop my next single, which is a funky tune called Might Go Do It, which people might have heard from, you know, performances and stuff. And then I'll be releasing my EP, Um which is called Acquired Taste, my first solo EP. And that's either coming out end of this year or early next year, but it depends on... I don't like setting goals or, like, time frames when things need to be out because I was very goal-oriented in the past. And to be honest, it's just more, let's do it now and then think about the next thing. So 
releasing the summer singles, the dancey type ones, and then working on the solo EP. And I finished recording the solo EP this week, so everything's ready. But like you said, just discipline and patience and promotion will get out bit by bit. Now, you see, you spoiled my next question because you said you're not setting goals. And I was just, what I wanted to ask you was, where do you see yourself, for example? You know, how is that question in five years? Like, what does it mean to be a successful artist for you? I think um, when I first started, I was like, I want to be full time doing this. Like, um, I want to be full time creative, like artist, rapper. Um, And, um, and then as time's gone on, to be honest, I've not put as much pressure on that just because I want to create what I want to create. And if I'm still working and doing it, then I don't really mind. I'd probably say in five years' time, I just want to have kind of maybe maybe like two or three like projects out, um, like lengthy projects with you know appropriate music videos and branding and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean the, that's probably about it. To be honest, I, I don't like thinking too far ahead. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, when I was in school, it was always that five-year life plan, and then you get to the pandemic. Um, some you know, some lyrics on are on, on tell me literally. And where do you want to? You know, so oh god, I can't even remember now. Um, don't spoil it. We'll close the podcast with that. We don't give spoilers. Well, no, I just want to recite two two bars from it because it's probably quite relevant to this question. Um, the the lyrics are um, uh, God, I can't remember. Tell because you know, like from the start of a verse, I could tell you it all, but going from like the mid verse, it's like oh, where all you need to know is the start. You might find it with poems as well. If you got the start of your poem, you can like rattle through it. Um, and then bad memory. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't use right. Oh yeah. So it goes. And I don't think you should. Five year life plan is in the mud. Where do you want to be in five years? Not in a pandemic and sat with my mum. So those. <laughs> I think those would have been my kids in the pandemic. Like just take us out of the house with that. <laughs> Yeah, um, but like just touch on that, it just touches on the five-year life plan just in terms of like, well, why would I plan a five-year life plan when there could be another pandemic or world disaster or whatever, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that far ahead, really. Um, So, yeah. I like your view because you were more concentrated on the project and not the the profit that you would get from them. So that's a good thing because I think um, while us as artists, we do a lot, in the same time we don't expect a lot of so to say profit in return i think for for us the most important thing is what we did and how it turned out yeah. we are not that concentrated on okay so what are people giving me and that's that's beautiful because i think as long as we do that art is still alive the moment you start to properly monetize it and just see it as a product then all the magic disappears yeah i don't I don't want, I mean, obviously, you know, you you um, make decisions when the time comes, cross the bridge when they come to it, but I don't, um, to be honest, I have, in terms of the writing I've done, like, I have a lot of views on money in terms of, like, it's good if people have a certain amount of money, but then, you know, having excess money, it's kind of a waste, do you know what I mean? So I've, and that comes from, I guess, my middle class background in terms of like i've always had enough money for basic needs and stuff but to be honest does it really make you happy like no because these other things weren't fulfilled and that's a lot of the messages in my music really um and uh, to be honest like i don't i can't see myself abandoning that at any stage really because to be honest like i don't mind my nine to five like i'm not passionate about it but don't mind it and it's like um I can't, I, I, the whole reason I started this artist journey was because I need to do it and I can't, I'm not in here to like sell myself out, do you know what I mean? I, I, I want to be independent to be honest, if anything. Like at first I was thinking, okay, the huge next step is getting signed to a label, but I want to be independent to be honest because you all, you want to be signed to something where you have that control, do you know what I mean? And you have that like freedom. Um, and even like, you know, I saw this interview from Mahalia or Pupil Post Up saying, 
she herself has got no like money for music or something just because the label get all your money that you make from it and then they like just buy you everything like i work with a guy uh in my nine to five that actually used to be in a band and they literally just gave him his clothes like lunches dinners you know like just because they're all like events and stuff do you know what i mean so um yeah so and I'd, it's like you're a kid basically so i can't i can't see myself being in that situation because i'd want to be able to manage it but yeah that and also i feel like your nine to five and like everybody's job it kind of contributes to, to the art you do because if you would have the freedom the complete and utter freedom to do nothing i don't think we would create the same you don't have any struggle going on is nothing happening in your life basically because you'll be just living to write or, or to sing and you would i feel like we would find ourselves in that position where we're like okay so why am i writing now because nothing happens in your life if it makes sense you yeah. don't interact with as much people you're not putting in certain circumstances and situations where you need to to react and to find a way out like your mind is quite rested yeah so I, I feel it's important I think I think growing up there was a big focus on like maximizing money and yeah maximizing your money is really important and your wealth and stuff and things are important but now to be honest I think it's more like just maximizing your time in terms of fulfilling it so for example if I was to do rap full time I just know that um a lot of it would be me sending or trying to get opportunities and like you know, I don't have enough going on to do it full time in terms of how much time it takes up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I probably wouldn't look to quit or reduce my full time hours until it's more kind of if rap takes up more of my time in terms of the opportunities I get rather than, OK, I'm earning a certain amount of money now and I can quit it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, I feel you. And I think a lot of people, like I have this dream where one day I won't work and I'm just in a beach house and I'm just writing. And then I'm like, I need to be really old because I need to have the material to write about. <laughs> like, I must have gone through so much to be able to sit isolated and write. But, you know, it's still a dream. So, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> one day, one day, one day at a time. Yeah. So, what other passions do you have? I think, um, kind of, Philanthropy is quite important to me. Like that's definitely the. I want my music to be a vehicle to kind of do that. So I volunteered with Crisis, um, a Crisis at Christmas uh, last Christmas, and it was a really good experience. I volunteered at the Notting Hill Day Centre, um, and you know, like helping kind of people in insecure, you know, home circumstances or um, uh, kind of um, like people that are homeless like you know they can come in for the day and it really kind of opens your eyes because you know growing up I had this thing where Christmas is you know everybody gets pissed and just um like you know family and friends and it's just like a massive piss up and then you see the other side of it and it's like well we're all getting pissed and there's people on the street like dying and getting ill and shit and and it, it, it's the the society that we live in really isn't it so it was just very eye-opening um I definitely wanted to write a song about it at one point um and um yeah so that's that's kind of the the what I want my music to impact um but I'm also a football fan um Manchester United fan so that means various things to various people um but I yeah, it was like I, I was always like a fan in terms of like watching it. I'm definitely not into it as much since doing music, but I still, you know, follow the team and try watch the games. I'm probably not as bothered about going to games, um, but um, I like kind of keeping up with it and also supporting women's football as well. So, um, you know, the women's game isn't as developed. Um, so it was really good to, you know, I actually got, I went to a few Man U games. Uh, away in um, London, went to like Arsenal away, Tottenham away, Chelsea away, watching the Man U women, and it was a really you know good experience, and it's really good to be part of you know helping women's football and developing that and changing the stigma of women in sport and athletes etc. Um, and um, I really like reading as well so particularly with therapy reading is something I've got into um since I've, I still I try to find time for my book um every I guess now and then not 
because obviously like if I'm working nine to five and then I'm out it's like if I have a free evening sometimes I'll read but sometimes it's nice just to chill and watch something as well but um, I'm off on annual leave two weeks now so I'm hoping to do a lot more reading um, I'm reading a really interesting book at the moment called The Dawn of Everything um, it's about kind of the perspective it's the first kind of philosophical book I've read but it's about the um kind of view of jack russo and how you know human society developed in a particular way and it's because of these influences and these guys are actually challenging it saying it rather than it being european influenced is actually more from the indigenous cultures um in america and kind of as america was developing and before it became the united states of america when uh, native americans lived there etc so um, it's, yeah, that's that's quite interesting. But yeah, another book highlights um, Tyson Fury's autobiography is a great read uh, for mental health. Um, Prince Harry's spare book, very juicy, love it. Really enjoyed that. I saw it in Sainsbury's. I was like, I've just got to buy it. I've just got. I just had. I'm too nosy. Do you know what I mean? Too nosy. I've got to get it. Um, and then yeah, a lot of kind of self-help books um and i think the most impactful book i read in terms of therapy was probably something called the power of now and that really like drives home the message in terms of like the future and the past basically doesn't exist do you know what i mean like all we have is the moment and you can get a video of it but you know what can you do with that video all you can do is watch it it doesn't really add any value to your life apart from how you perceive it do you know what I mean so I don't want to get too deep but it brings a lot of uh, really important messages to be fair well I agree I agree and uh, all the books you, you mentioned are great but I also have my poetry book you can read that as yeah. well <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll actually read your poetry book 100% um, I'm not I've not really read poetry before so I'd definitely be up for doing that and I think on a wider point of view, um, poetry is really good for rappers in terms of expanding their like perspectives. Uh, so like even I've been to like a few poetry open mics uh, with friends and I was kind of hoping to, I guess, perform, um, you know, like my song in a more poetic style in terms of lyrics and stuff. But even if you don't get to the perform, like it just expands your horizons because you know poetry is so it's like lyrical and it's just purely lyrics and um yeah like um that, and that was it's really good at expanding your perspective so um i feel like poets are probably one of the most underappreciated artists that exists that's definitely something that's come to light that um that um uh since i've started doing music yes because i always get it like once you say oh i write poetry oh do you no okay <laughs> is that okay <laughs> so uh, um i actually had a, a poetry book it was published by i withdrew it from publishing because of a company like you said you know you, you sell it you sell it but you don't see anything and you're just wondering am i selling it or am i not because something doesn't make sense so then i uh withdrew the book i'm trying to make it a little bit bigger and publish it myself so yeah keep an eye on on my poems they are coming they are slowly coming but they are coming amazing when you re-release it you'll have to link it to me i'll definitely read that yes i will do and uh tell us now because we are going towards the end of the podcast uh what are the few events that are coming up now for you and people could uh, could catch you there yeah, so I've got a show on the 19th of August at the Mustache Bar. Um, so Swift the Poet is also going to be on the lineup. So uh, that'll be that'll be sick. So you're going to see Jared Acre, Swift the Poet, and I've got like a 20, 25-minute set. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's quite excited for that. Um, just trying to sell tickets, really. Um, and then I'll, I'll just be kind of, you know, going to open mics and networking events, really. But want to focus on that show. Um, and then Notting Hill Carnival, I've got a uh, promotion plan. I've got an ingenious promotional idea. Uh, so um, keep your eyes out for keep your eyes out on flat cap wraps uh, coming up to Notting Hill Carnival. Uh, That's it. Um, yeah, this is my strategic plan to blow up overnight and then become famous and abandon everything that I said in this podcast. So. Oh, well, that's really nice of you. <laughs> you are very kind. Um, 
<laughs> I'll make sure to share the the link of the of the event on 19th of July, and okay. hopefully you'll make it to the mixer as well. And who yes. knows? Yes. Stuff is coming up. Um, can you please, for our listeners, mention your uh, your Instagram? I will share it in the post, but you know it will come differently from you. So just introduce your social media, please, for the, our listeners. Yeah, so it's uh, Flat Cap Raps. So Flat Cap Raps, and you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, mainly just posting clips of my performances, but also just little funny pictures. Sometimes I went to a Star Wars exhibition back in May, and I've got some pictures from there with some funny captions. Um, so I've got like a photo of me on one of the speed races in Endor and stuff. So you know going so quick the flat cap came off and things like that so just got little funny ideas like that but yeah if you want to give me a follow flat cap wrapped and you can stay up to date with all my music and stuff through my link tree which is um in the in the bio that's beautiful uh would you like to introduce um the second song that will close our podcast today i will say the name again it's tell me and you will give us a little bit about the song yeah, so Tell Me is the first collaboration between me and Mark. It's a uh, electronic garage tune. Um, yeah, so it, it's uh, I don't rap that much on it. It's quite a short song, but um, it's got some really good production on there. Um, really good kind of lyrics in the middle in terms of, yeah, you know, just questioning uh, kind of how we view the future and stuff and um, a really catchy hook. Uh, I think so anyway. So, you know, check it out. Um Thank you so much for joining me today and for your time. Yeah. And uh, the door is open anytime. So whenever you have something new, I'll be here to to do another podcast and to have some fun and let the people know. Amazing stuff. And I thank you, Anka. Great to come on the podcast. Really enjoyed talking to you. Just tell me, tell me, yo, just tell me, tell me, yo, just tell me that you 